Hello, Buffy here. Welcome back to season two of Strippers in the Attic. Today's special guest is the super stripper pocket rocket, Miss Chelsea. Chelsea is all neon 90s space queen aesthetic, but with the work ethic of JLo. Stay tuned as we chat first times, VIP tactics, and how to close that sale, Chelsea style. Hey, Heaven. Hello, Buffy. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Wow. We have got Chelsea sitting next to us, so I'm pretty fucking excited. We do. Hello. Hi, ladies. Hi. Mm-hmm. How are you? We're, you know, as we just said, pretty good. How do you feel being this close to our faces? Is this? Um, uh... I feel a little bit disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I had somebody else say that to me once. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Chelsea... We've known each other for a fucking long time. Mm-hmm. For, for God, I think at least 10 years? About that, yeah. About that. So Wait, we are, you guys 10 years? No, I'm, the not me. You. Not me 10 no, years. No, because you think. came to Browns earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know what? Earlier. I think I've got one more year on you. Yeah. As much as I think that people love us, probably us trying to do math. <laughs> yeah. No one needs to know. Three brains, no <laughs> Three math. brains, no <laughs> math. <laughs> yeah. We've known each other for a while. Um, you are a stripper extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. And I would love you to share with our beautiful audience um, how you got into stripping. What was your so? Tell me when you first sort of like the thought popped into your head to be a stripper. How old were you? Um, I think I could have been about maybe fourteen or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Why well, is that bad? No, but, it's um, great. It's exactly what I expected. What had, what had happened was. Um, my mom had given me this black and white TV and I would wait up until two in the morning and I'd be like, oh, there's this really naughty program called Euro Trash. <laughs> I loved Euro Trash. I'm going to wait until two in the morning. I'm going to watch boobies. And I would wait, <laughs> wait up and then I'd watch it. And then one night I was watching it and then afterwards Showgirls came on. Oh. And I was like. Oh, that is some like ultimate trash lineup. I like it. And then I realized I had this epiphany and it was like, women can make money by dancing for men. Oh, so this is like the first time you ever heard of it. Yeah, like I didn't didn't know what it was. And then when I realized, I I said to myself, when I get older, I'm going to do that and I'm going to travel. I'm going to go to all the clubs. And then I spoke to my friend about it and she said to me, a friend of mine, her older sister works in Spearmint Rhino and um, you make loads of money there. We should go there. So I waited for years and then when I turned 17... Were you 17? Yeah, yeah I was when I say, turned yeah. 17, I went there. I took my cousin's ID and I went in there and I asked them for a job and they said, um, come back. Wait, did I say come back when I was eight? No, they didn't know how old I was. I can't remember exactly, but I went back there when I turned 18 um, so you my... tried to sex traffic yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what you're I can't about. remember how old. I think I was 17. I took my cousin's ID and then they said to come back and audition. But then I realized I wasn't 18. I had to bring my own ID. And then it was like the week that I turned 18, I had my boyfriend at the time um, and he was happy for me to go and do it. Um, I think I actually got him to we went out for dinner because they used to serve food in there. Yes, they did. And I booked I booked a dinner and I said to him, we're going to Spearmint Rhino. And he was like, oh, okay. That's a bit strange, but he was down for it. Went to Spearmint Rhino. 
um, sat down and had dinner, which was really strange to eat a, like a three-course meal in a strip club. I always think food in strip clubs is just it's a just really, really odd weird. concept. It's just it's like the food isn't that good. It's a bit uncomfortable because like girls are staring at you and yeah, it was kind of strange. So we ate and then we sat down and he knew what I was doing. I was just trying to like see what like the dude yeah, was, the how vibe. to make the money or whatever. And then, yeah, when I turned 18, I went straight to Spearmint Rhino and um, I auditioned. And what was your audition like? Um, it was in the daytime. And because I think about how young I must have looked, because now I look quite you young. You even look, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't and look When I was 18, now, I like... must have looked, I don't know, 15 or something. Okay. But I was so confident because I went to dance school and. Was this before you had oh. any of your like boob jobs? No, I had just had my boobs done. So right. did you okay. have uh, jazz hands too? <laughs> did I have jazz hands? <laughs> I didn't have jazz hands, but I had like a really cringy hair flick. Oh. Like a Christina Aguilera. And it was like just when that song like Dirty came out and it was like, oh, it's so embarrassing. Um, but luckily it was me and a friend together. And we used to drive up to London in her KA. We used to like put Aww. five pounds petrol and we'd go there and... Um, I already had stripper shoes because I used to go to like the local nightclub. Oh, in stripper hills. Yeah, and there was like a pole there, and I'd be like, I'm practicing. (laughs) My future career. Ready. And then we used to take it in turns, me and her, and we'd be like, right, let's go on the stage. We'll get on the pole and we'll both do like our own little like show like, in like so a normal club. When you were auditioning, like what did the management like have any notes for you after? Um, what, what were their feelings on your, so on your fancy audition? My audition, like when I look back, it was, I was way too confident. Like I strutted out and I, I think I asked them to play Christina Aguilera Dirty. And in um, Spearmint Rhino, because on the main stage in the middle of everything and it's like it's like a performance stage mm-hmm. i just strutted out there mm-hmm. i'd already been practicing on the pole so i was swinging around climbing it like crawling across the floor <laughs> like, my back like flicking my hair and it was all too it was all, it was really fast okay it was like you know when you know someone is a new dancer because yep. everything you've got to get we've, all yeah, the moves we've spoken out about this before. Like, just ninja like, stripper yeah. you're like yeah. <laughs> No, it was so, but I, I thought it was amazing. And they did tell me to slow down, <laughs> which was like, fine. Calm down. I'd rather than tell me to slow down and then like, rather than be like, oh, like you're a bit boring, like step it up. So. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's something anybody's ever said to you. No, I can't see no, Chelsea like, not. oh, you're a bit boring. You should just, you should step, you should it, step up. it up. Step a gear up. Yeah. I mean, you're also... For our audience, you're you're a small person, mm-hmm. but you're not technically. We're actually. Yeah. Are we not the same no. height? Oh no. yeah, we are. Well, no. we're you're like half an inch taller than me. Yeah, like or a like little an bit. Inch. How tall are you? I'm five. You're five. Just uh, five. I'm five. I'm just five. <laughs> centimeters. <laughs> five, five inches. Centimeters. <laughs> tiny, tiny, tiny stripper. Oh, so you yeah. said your boyfriend at the time was supportive. What, like, what? What? Tell me about him. What was he so doing? He was my first ever boyfriend, and he was a porn star oh uh yeah and how old were you when you met him um i was i think i was 16 okay and, how did you meet him oh my god i met him on a train and i'd never had like, <laughs> trust you to I'd sit next had... to the only porn star no, in the carriage i followed him and i was like i'm gonna go ask that guy for his number and i'd never had a boyfriend before and it was like <laughs> yeah. and then he actually he actually turned around and said to me no i'm gay oh 
And then I was like, oh, damn it. And he like smiled at me like he was so happy to tell me that. And I was like, okay, cool. And then when we got off the train, we got off at the same place. And then he like followed me around a little bit. And I, so was, you, I was with like my college friends. So you stalked him. He stalked you. Yeah. And then, and then you turned him straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I don't... I'm, I don't know his sexual preference exactly, but I feel like he just, he obviously likes both and wanted to tell me no and then realized that he did like me. Gotcha. And then he saw me talking to a guy who he knows, who now I know is gay. So that's how they know each other. <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, Dick oh, friends. I'm having a party um, at the weekend and that guy that you met on the train is going to be there. And I was like, I'm going to ask him out. Um, anyway, so... So obviously being in the adult industries, mm -hmm. he was supportive of you wanting to go into the adult well, industry. Do you think he was and he wasn't because he had a very bad experience because he was very young when he got into it. And he, he, you know, he did say to me that you've really got to think about it because everything that's out about him, he can never get back. And it, it has ruined his life. And we would walk around, people would like shout at us and scream at him. And he got, abused a lot fine from people so, so i mean but maybe that's quite nice uh to have somebody give you a, a full spectrum of maybe mm. like the more what's considered more hardcore end of sex mm -hmm. work and like how you approach that yeah strip clubs i feel are you know for a lot of people are quite safe because yeah you know it's in person i so, find them safer than the internet that's for yeah. sure mm. like and you definitely. can hide as well like you can I, girls can be dancers and People would never even know because yeah. you can hide in your club and exactly. no one would know what you're up to. I mean, so every once in a while, you, there'd be some girl like hiding in the change room going like, oh my God, my fifth grade principal's yeah, in yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> like, go out. Or like, yeah. my dad's friend is here. Didn't you have yes. that happen? Yeah, my dad's oh. friend turned up to the, <laughs> into the club once and he was like, hey, call me by my real name. Oh, I was no. like, your dad told me that you weren't here. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's and some boundary it, breaching. If you know my dad, you're kind of like okay, yeah. My dad's my dad's super eccentric, and he's, I think a little spectrum. He's kind of autistic, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, you know, he he's totally cool with what I do. Mm. Probably a bit. He too would have cool, said it like proudly. So he would have been like proud, oh. like oh yeah, my daughter works Go here. Support her. Yeah. <laughs> my dad has sent um, our podcast to like loads of my yeah. aunts and uncles who are like really straight. He's like, oh, I told your auntie. Da da da. And I'm like, like okay, oh, I, dear. <laughs> fine. But my, yes, my dad's friend was there and he was like hammered. And and I'd just been at his house for like a family dinner with his wife and his kids. Oh, he's not that long you. He before. knew. He was like. And, and he was literally telling me about like his like lack of sex wife, uh, sex oh, life with his no. wife who I know. And Shit. his like cocaine habit and all of this stuff that I was just like, oh, Jesus, this is a. Uh, this is a lot. <laughs> he wanted to party. Um, so yeah, he bought me a couple of drinks and I felt really... Did he uh, ask you for a dance? No, he didn't, thank God. Did he, he didn't did cross he want that to? line. Was but I like... was wearing a see-through dress and the whole time I had my arms crossed because oh, I was like, I just no. don't want to be here with my nipples out. Like, it's... <laughs> my mum was pissed when she found out. Yeah. She was like, why did you tell him that she works here? Like having a proper go at my, uh, <gasps> my dad, bless him. But yeah, so tell us a little bit about your pre-work rituals, like when you're getting ready for work, mm. like how do, what does that look like to you? So for me, I would say I start a good two hours before. So I always get ready at home. I don't get ready at work. I don't mm -hmm. know how girls can get to work and then get ready. I mean, if I'm in a rush, fair enough, but I like to take my time, clear my mind. Um, 
so I'll put on sometimes hype music when I'm getting ready. Like, hype music? Yeah. What's that? Like, what's no, this? like my favorite music. I put okay. on like, like my 80s tracks, like party music because you're, you're going out and partying. Top three. I had um, my happy hardcore in my head. I was like, whoa, that's a lot. No, I'll, I'll listen to some, I don't know, Gary Newman cars or something like that. It's a good track. Um, Shaka Khan or something, uh, Temptation. So, okay, so you're getting yourself into like yeah. proper yeah. party party like, mode. Okay. Because you have to tell yourself, these people are going out to have a night out. Mm -hmm. And we forget as dancers, we need to be that night out vibe as well. So I need to listen to that to prepare myself to what's going to happen because you never know what's going to happen. Um, so as I'm getting ready, I'm listening to that. And then I will watch, I don't know, something that is to do with money or people making money to get me like, yeah, the money's coming tonight. Like, I'm ready. Like, I am seeing the money and I'm like hyping myself up or whatever. Um, and I'd it, love to be a fly yeah, on your wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, new, a new thing that I do now is, is I will watch my favorite um, live cam girls who are also making money. So as I'm getting ready, I'm watching other people make money. That's and I'm like, such they're a good making idea. money, I'm making money, we're all making money. Uh, <laughs> so I, I love so, it. And that that pyramid scheme out. for one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it, it. It really works because, you know, when you're at home, you can just get so tired. And just by, I don't know, changing your mindset on what you're thinking about hyping yourself up, you, you this like adrenaline starts like taking over yourself Absolutely. and then mm -hmm. I can get ready and then on the way to work um I would either listen to someone talking about making money or my hype music depending on how I'm feeling if, if I'm a little bit tired then I'll probably listen to someone who's talking about making so money. like strategy yeah mm -hmm. strategies um and then when I get to work I'm fully ready like hair and makeup Sometimes I even wear my outfits underneath my clothes and okay. I just whip them off. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so when I get there, I want to get there early. So you're like superwoman. Yeah, yeah, because too many times it's happened that I've got there and that first customer is the guy that spends all the money. That customer's mm. mine. <laughs> that is I mine. manifested no, you. That is my customer. You dead and in nobody the is taking him. No, but he is. I truly believe that he is mine, and I earn uh, him because I've wow. I've been here two hours preparing myself. Yeah. So I'm gonna get him. I mean, to and be then, honest, you definitely deserve it. You over deserve because yeah. I like too. I'll be like I'll two hours late. Like, <laughs> no, so uh, I'm like. Um, even on the way into work, I'm like, I've got the music going, like singing up the stairs, like dancing, like putting my hands in the air. When I get in there, and I would even leave my headphones in. Ah, I leave my headphones in. Right. And then what I'll do is I'll whip, whip off my clothes, I have my outfit on, spray perfume or what have you. Um, in my bag, I always have perfume, oil perfume, hand spray, uh, mints and sprays or whatever. And then I sit down and then I will kind of take a moment of calm, um, read through my- yeah. After the hike. I get real hype, yeah. No. Because One when, moment of calm, then, please. <laughs> sometimes- I'm calm in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you'll get there and there'll be people and they're ready to go and you've got to grab them, but sometimes there's no one there. So you've got to preserve your energy. So, I'm preserving it. So then I go through my notes and I'm reminding myself. Wait, on... wait, wait, you have notes? Yeah, I have notes. So, so like not an, a notepad or like on a, my phone. On your phone. Okay. okay. I have notes. So what, what kind of notes? So I kind of started doing these notes when I first started dancing. But you, I are used a, to... you are really 
like amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very extreme. <laughs> I, I like to write things down. <laughs> so talk us through some notes. Do you have any notes so, now? Yeah, but let let me tell you when I first had notes. I I used to write them on post-it notes. Like, <laughs> like, like what are they called? Not post-it notes, like calling cards, kind of. And I would flashcards. Yeah, flashcards. Flash and I would write what, down in your purse. Yeah, because I would write it down, and I didn't understand why guys kept telling me no. And I was like, do you want to dance? No. Do you want to dance? No. And I'd be like, why? I'm asking them the question. Why are they saying no? So I'm like, okay, don't say that anymore. So okay. I stop saying it. So I say something else. Like something ridiculous that just kind of gets them thinking, oh, that's funny. Like no one's asked me that tonight. Huh? Like what? Like um, um, I'd say to them, hey, what's your favorite peanut butter? Do you like smooth or crunchy? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's so random. And then, and then like, I don't know, it'd make them laugh. And then, and then they're like, that's so funny. And I'm like, oh, so hey, like, where are you from? How's your day? La, 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 la. Uh, so see, NLP yeah, yeah. You have, no that's yeah, what it probably yeah. was. so exactly. would you then you write down yourself. on your flashcard like peanut butter that works um, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't write that but I I'd, I'd realize that certain things being direct sometimes doesn't work so you've got to go ab- about it like you're not trying to get a dance because I feel like especially in England guys don't want you to directly mm-hmm. ask them yeah. even though they're there for that but mm-hmm. I feel like in their head they don't really know why they're there Mm. and they kind of just want to be there and you've got to figure out but they don't even know themselves yeah right so um yeah so now that i've upgraded to my notes on my phone (laughs) (laughs) and don't have a bunch of paper (laughs) um so in my notes i'll just have like my opening lines um like hey how are you is this seat taken do you want any company um how was like your day i don't know just something simple um, and then my notes will lead up to the opener of asking for a dance or a private room. Um, sometimes before I even get to that, I'm sort of hinting and trying to get clues to see if they can afford certain things, asking them what other clubs they've been to so mm-hmm. then I can see how much money they've spent. Okay. Yeah. Um, kind of lead them down that path to get as many as much information and data as I can. Um, and then leading them up to, obviously, you want to get them into the private room. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's what I'd write in my... And then also in my notes, I write how to keep them in the private room. Okay, so how do you keep them in the private room? So the second that I get in there, I'm thinking about how to make them pay for the next round. Okay. So I'm not thinking about the now. I'm thinking about, okay, we're in here now, but now I need to think about the next lot. So I need to babble on and find that one thing that gets them talking because this happens a lot that you get guys that they don't want to give anything away. Yeah. And as soon as you hit on something and they're like, I've got a dog and my dog died and this is so sad. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then they want to talk about that for like half an hour. And yeah. then, you know, you've got to come up with the it's next the therapy spiel. session. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then you want to get more money. So then you've got to line up the next, I guess, cues of how to ask them for money. Okay, so talk me through some cues. Like, how? What are some Um, subtle ways or not so subtle ways? So, well, to be honest, I kind of from the beginning I'll say things like, "Oh, what are you doing after this?" (laughs) (laughs) Or like, like, I feel like partying all night. I want to get crazy. Or, or how wild are you feeling? Oh, I could get really wild. Like, oh, I'm staying at. Oh, I've got I've got loads of sexy girls staying at my house. Can you believe it? And they're like, and they're thinking, oh my god. Right. So you always put the future in their 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 head. They're thinking, oh my god, I could have fun with this girl all All night. night She could be doing this. So in their head, they're thinking that they could be meeting up with me afterwards or it could be leading on to something right. else. Only but, they just stay. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't directly said to them that I'm going to do that. You just have sexy girls at your house. This is what I'm up to. (laughs) And you could potentially be a part of that if you just spend more money and stay with me for longer. That I've never, I never said I would. (laughs) I never directly said that. So, yeah. So you just put Um, the thing in their head, mm -hmm. basically. So you build up this, you take this fantasy and then you just like, well, you let them run with it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then it's like their mind is doing all the work. Mm -hmm. Do you you guys? ever remember the Thai girl who used to work at Brown's? Uh, what was no. her name? Lita was her dance name. No. I think she was maybe before your time, but she used to do this whole thing where she would open up her purse when she's putting money inside and she had loads of condoms inside. Oh. So she just like would let them see that she had them and then yeah. she'd zip her like, purse back up again. Oh, um, yeah. She never said she was going to yeah. do anything with you with the condoms. <laughs> they were just there. And I think she got told she couldn't do it anymore. Oh. But I thought that was like, that's really that's cool. Good. I like that. But I like that's that. like when we were in Vegas, we learned about the whole like talking about sex very directly yeah. from the get go because it just like plants it in mm-hmm. their head and then that's all they can think about. Mm-hmm. And you've just talked about sex. You've not said I'm going to have you, sex. Exactly. Like no. that's never been the conversation. The no, yeah. No, no, no. It's like they've just done this. This this whole conversation has happened in their head basically. So mm-hmm. and so, what, how do you like you know? So you're talking about when you were quite a young stripper. How do you learn? your tactics like did you watch other people what was your Um, sort of way of I well first of all I think I've always had that kind of personality where where you know I could have a party if I wanted to if I didn't I don't want to or I'm always I've always been that kind of party person so I think I naturally always had that but as I pocket rocket yeah yeah. (laughs) absolutely as I moved around the clubs I realized that for me to make money fast you need to find out who makes the most money so what I would do is I would, I, when I first start in a club, I don't really talk to anyone. I'm quite quiet. I just get on with it. I'm not there You're to a bit make like friends. Me yeah. I kind of just want to make yeah. money and then I'll see who the top earner is. Yeah. And then I'll befriend that person. Do you remember like the girl in Sophisticats? The one, one who was banging um, the owner? <laughs> what was her name? Right. She had like long dark hair and she was so good and she always made so yeah, much she money. Yeah, like the, 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 um, the butt implants. Yeah, and I remember us like yeah. talking about her a yeah. lot because we'd studied her. Yeah, 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 because <laughs> you have to study she these people. She was doing really well. Yeah, yeah. and then, she was also banging the owner yeah. probably helped. But. <laughs> but she used to make so much money. Mm. Um, so that's what I would do. I'd make friends with those people um, and then start like a little team or something. And then, and then once someone's helped you or I've helped them, then when their customer comes in, they'll be like, oh, let's get that girl who got yeah, me that customer. And mm-hmm. also you're like, you're a safe pair of hands, right? You want somebody who's fun. Yeah. Like I would yeah. always choose to bring you into VIP with mm-hmm. me yeah. and you want to be with your friends because it creates like a good vibe, yeah, right? Yeah. And, so, so, and, and then, you know, half the time you're not even getting naked. You're just providing a vibey atmosphere absolutely. and that's what they want. And the, the customers, they want to feel like they're part of something and they feel like they're a part of your little group. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Having like good energy yeah. is a really, really, yeah. really big part oh, of it. And, you know, I've, I've learned now that if I ever have to go to work and I'm not feeling it and I haven't got that energy, I'm tired, I'm emotionally drained, I won't go in. Yeah. Because there's no point in me being there, putting out this bad energy. It's not going to get me anything. Yeah. No. So don't do it. And then you just feel worse about it, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the when day. You're exhausted, when you've, yeah. made no money, you've just it's, bitched all night. It's so true. It's so true, though. I mean, you cannot do this job if you're in a bad mood. We used to know somebody in Vegas who was lovely, but she would, like, every time she would come up to us, she'd be like, babe, it's been so shit. I'm like, okay, you are ruining oh, my yeah, vibe. Like, I'm such an energy vampire. <laughs> you have to just say no to those people, yeah. even now in my, in, like, my normal life. Oh, if we someone like says that. something to me, I just yeah. go, no, mm-hmm. I'm not buying into that concept. Reverse yeah. it. 
take it yeah. back. Like I, I don't even want that in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. So when you're doing these like getting people into the VIP and stuff like that and you don't have like your good, good friends, but there's like somebody else around, how is it that you communicate with that person? Um, well, most of the times when you're working in a club for a long time, you kind of have this like facial expression with some of the girls or people that you normally work with. And it's like money, facial expression or, <laughs> or guys coming through the door or, or not, get over yeah. there or shut your mouth. <laughs> or not worth your time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so true. You we kind do of have like, one of these nonverbal yeah, cues. And like the yeah. guys have no idea like, like what's going on. Um, but a few of my like close colleagues that I work with will have, um, we'll be having a conversation with him. He'll be in the middle. So we'll both be in his ear and she'll be saying something and I'll be saying, no, no, no. Like we don't know what each other are saying, but we're leading and we can tell that he's thinking, oh, what's going on here? This is amazing. And then behind him, we're like texting each other. And then we're like saying, did you say this much? Yeah, are we gonna get cash? Felt his pocket. Money in the bank. <laughs> Felt <Yeah>. his pocket. <laughs> Money yeah. in the bank pocket. No. Ruthless. No, but sometimes, yeah. No, but that, that, like, yeah. Sometimes... You would have smashed Vegas. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, it's happened quite a few times in Miami where you can feel the money in the pocket. Yeah. And you're just thinking, that's my money. <laughs> that's <laughs> mine. You're mine. Your money's mine. It's going to be gone in a few hours. Uh-huh. Um, so me and my friend would be, we'd be texting back and forth. Um, or, or even before the shifts even started, it's like, I'm here early. Don't you worry. I'm getting the first guy. Meet me here. Or right. it's like, I'm already in the back room. Just go straight in there. Mm-hmm. Or she'll be bringing her customer in and then she'll be like, hey, don't worry about getting changed. Just come in your normal clothes. Meet me in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, and then we also like said to each other, if it gets really busy, we'll put an earpiece in and just have like- An a- earpiece? Yes. Like Inspector yeah. Gadget. Well, yeah. I love but, it. What, what do you say in the earpiece? What? what? Like have your phone- on all the time because you you don't want to miss out on the money so as soon as you hear the money coming in you need to run there so you're just like decking it through the car yeah i'm like i'm like some sort of undercover like secret stripper or something (laughs) (laughs) but that would work really well in like a really big place because as soon as that one sometimes customers will come in and they'll be like Pick five girls. One, two, three, four. If you're not yeah, that five true. girl, yeah, then you've yeah. missed out on money. And then you want to get your friend in because mm-hmm. you want to kind of like hook together, mm-hmm. like get your hooks in. Um, so yeah, we are doing our little communication or sometimes we're just like clicking your fingers, like pointing like you there, me here, let's go <laughs> here, back there, cash point, let's go. Or like if a, if a customer needs to go get money, it's like you put your coat on, take them outside, get the money and come back. And then we tell the manager, we're going to go get his money. And they're like, yeah, sure, quickly. <laughs> so it's like, wow. and, it, mean... and it needs to be quick and it kind of needs to be silent. Um, so like the guy thinks that you're like still like these two sexy like ladies just chilling. But, but really, really you're like miming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's like, um, you know, like going a, in his back pocket. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like it's like a duck on like, on like the top of the water. The duck's just like, mm-hmm, and the legs are like, That's a visual picture that I've never had. Um, So you have worked in London. Mm -hmm. Where else have you worked? So I've worked in um, London. I've also worked in the outskirts of England, which is very different to London. In what way? Um, It's kind of like all the strippers that 
can't work in London. You have to go there. So it's like... A, a lot Why can they not work in because London? Because they are just... I don't know. They're either falling apart. They're, they're like old... <laughs> Or just picturing like death becomes her yeah, when like, their limbs like, start yeah. falling. Yeah. Or they're just like they're just crazy and like they've had arguments and stuff. So it is it is kind of hard. But on the outskirts of London, I kind of feel like because of the councils in central London are so strict. Mm. Outside London, they don't have that. So right, when you're yeah. outside London, it's kind That's of true. Like, Wild West. You yeah. can do whatever you want to not like well, you can just get away with more because the councils aren't like chasing up the clubs and stuff. That was true of the place that I worked at in Essex. Mm -hmm. It was like a boxing ring underneath and then on top of a a strip club. It was really strange. Well, that's like where I work. There's like a boxing ring on top. In Essex? (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's just another boxing slash strip club. That's so weird, isn't it? And then have you worked anywhere in Europe? So I've worked in Spain. So I used to go to Marbella and do a season there. What was the clientele like there? So... It's kind of strange because there's only two strip clubs in Marbella. Um, I worked in the English one and mm-hmm. it was known for having English girls, but there were still like um, girls from like all over the place. And you'd get a lot of Danish people. Okay. You'd get, um, I guess, like older English guys, young English guys in their first holidays. Um, was it good money? I heard that Spain wasn't to be honest. Well, they they pay you to work there, oh. so they pay you a certain amount and they get your accommodation. So for me, I was like, it's a win win. I get to go on holiday. It's holiday, yeah, 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 yeah. But then I started making good money because I was just. Well, you had your tactics. Yeah, you take my tactics. <laughs> You're taking notes. But then, but then I, I also, you know, I also had that feeling of I was the foreign person. So I was like the girl with like the different accent working right, somewhere. So for yeah. me, it worked really well. And then also um, for every single drink that you had, you get paid. Got so you. we would just, you know, drink all night and get absolutely trashed. Wow. So yeah, you're getting yeah. paid for every yes, drink. I mean, I used drink. to be able to drink a lot. Can you imagine? Oh, like- and then um, they would there would be like a certain amount where you can a guy can take you out of the club. Okay. And you can go to the club next door, which is like a nightclub. But what the guy doesn't know is that the nightclub next door is owned by the same person. And right. you just put your you, everyone used to bring like an outfit with them. So you'd put on like your going out outfit, you'd go next door, and he's thinking, I've paid for her to leave and we're gonna have fun. Oh my god. Eating, and really like, you just whatever. take them next door. Yeah, take and them it's next the door same to like company. a nightclub and the club would, would call them and be like, okay, big customer coming down. And then he'd get like a free bottle of champagne. And then you'd get him bladdered. He wouldn't know what's going on. And then, <laughs> and, then like, and then like, yeah. And then he's too drunk to whatever. And then you just part ways and you go home. So, <laughs> or, or, sometimes, or sometimes the owner would know that he just came from there and he's got a lot of money. So they charge him again. And then you would split whatever champagne bottles he spent with the club right. and yourself. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't really about getting paid for the dances there. It was all no. about the drinks. Yeah, there. the drinks. People are there on holiday. And yeah. if they're there and I don't know, maybe they're on their own or they're in a small group and one of them just wants to hang around with like a woman or there used to be a lot of like golfing. Um, they People yeah. go there for mm. golfing. So mm-hmm. a, they would happily pay. I think it was like 1,900 euros to take you out the club. Wow. And yeah, That's yeah. good. Yeah. And so girls would do that like every night. There'd always be one customer that would do that. Hmm. So Interesting every, tactics. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's looking for that one guy. And then where else have you worked? Um, so I worked in Miami. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You worked in um, 
the oh club my 11 god before wait it... i worked in 11 before it was 11, 11. it was gold so rush, right? i i actually did like a stripper tour with a load of girls from england and I, we worked in like four or five different places and it was wild like it you was... worked with one of my like, i have girl that i, I still have well, nightmares right? about it now <laughs> I, I still think to myself oh god what were you doing <sighs> um yeah that was wild uh, i think we went we worked in this um place in fort lauderdale called solid gold i've heard of solid yeah. gold yeah so there's two clubs next to each other there was solid gold and there was pure platinum yeah and one of them is like i guess another outskirt strip club where there was like women who were well into like their 60s like massive blown up <laughs> boobs i want to go there it was amazing <laughs> like, i want to live there like the music i love all the 80s music i thought it was fantastic and uh we saw dennis rodman there one night and um he was sat there with piles and piles of like single notes so we all crowded around him like oh dennis like thinking let's get some money he didn't spend a thing no. <laughs> not a thing and like one of the girls tried having a conversation with him and I, I don't know if you've ever like seen him like speak or whatever but he doesn't really make any sense whatsoever Who, is he an actor oh, no he's, he's a he's basketball a... player yeah. oh, and he's right. quite prolific for going into strip clubs he's very public about mm. going to them so we're not gonna right. get sued uh, by saying Dennis Ron who's in a strip club but yeah he's bananas mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah he seemed quite nice but he just like couldn't have a conversation so and anyway I went over there saw he wasn't spending and I was just like alright see you later on to like where's the money out or whatever um so i think it was maybe six years on from that um went back and then this amazing place called 11 was there yeah and we um, never worked there together no, we've only we ever worked there separately i was told no <laughs> <laughs> i'm so not miami vibes though you said a little moment ago that you had your boobs done quite young mm-hmm. um how do you feel like d- is this something that you think really helped your career was it like a career choice or did you always want to get your boobs done um i always wanted to get them done because in my head i thought oh. were you 17 when you had your no son? I, had, I, I had just, just turned, turned 18, 18. Like, I had and you've had it two before. boob jobs yeah right? i had two yeah so my first lot of implants were pip the french implants that mm. are like toxic so i had them taken out and then my new ones in. And then when I had them taken out, I was like, can I take them home? Like, I, I don't think you can do this now. I don't think, I don't think they allow you to do it. I want to take mine but out no, and keep mine. I think you can, but they no, let me I take them can. can you? Yeah. I, want I mean, they're mine. yours. You paid for yeah, them. That's what I thought. I want to turn and into you know a resin sculpture. So where are funny. they now? Um, they're in my mum's garage. <laughs> <laughs> because what I used to do is whenever I used to have friends down, I'd be like, do you want to see my implants? Like, and I'd take them out and show them. But are they like in a special box? Like, what? Yeah, they are. They're in like a box and they're in like plastic, like, I guess, like sealed bags. But the strange thing is, is that one of them, which was leaking, is all weird and like... Like gloopy. Is like, yeah, it's Ugh. terrible. And then I, I had like a joke and I was like, oh, I'm going to mail them back to my ex-boyfriend. He brought them. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so funny? You know? I mean... Actually terrifying. Can you yeah, imagine yeah, opening yeah. up this? Guy, he'd be like, bitch. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do with these? Put my balls? Like... <laughs> wow. What are you going to do with yours? I'm keeping mine. I want to put them in a resin sort of sculpture mm. thing. Like my boyfriend is an artist. So he was like, oh yeah, we can make something out of it. That'd I was be like, cool. But then what if be... it goes all rotty though? <laughs> was it in my body and they're not going rotty? Oh. So how, do you know? yeah, how do you know? I mean, yeah, Some rotty tits. I mean... Yeah. 
I like to finish on a high. So <laughs> maybe we should just end there. It has been so fun having you on the show today, Chelsea. And um, we're going to get you back. Yeah, you have to come back. You're just you uh, full of bang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the word is hype. Oh yeah, hype. hype. She's hype. She's hype. She's super, super hype. I'm take all your money. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll see you later, Heaven. Oh, see you later. And we'll see you soon, Chelsea. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. If you haven't already, we would really appreciate you hitting that subscribe button and leaving us a positive review. All show notes and social media links can be found on our website, www.strippersintheattic.com. This episode was brought to you by House of Vixens, produced by Stephen Armstrong. Editing and post-production by Adam Grigg. Original music by Myron Cohen and Hart McNee. And our artwork was brought to you by Ben Prescott. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I'm Buffy. And I'm Heaven. And together we are... Strippers in the Attic. Strippers in the Attic.